0: Recording in the nude, as far as you know, it's the going out podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? How you enjoying the uh, the uh, the texture of that chair?
1: Um, you
0: know, it's a little unfamiliar. Mm. Um,
1: but I'm growing accustomed to it.
0: Yeah, my, mine's a my, mine's a fuzzy one, so you know it's it's all good. You know,
1: M- mine's kind of suede. You
0: know. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That can be comforting. And
1: it's like, yeah, 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 sure, you felt it on like your elbows, maybe, and like the mm. back of your neck before, but your nether regions. Oh, when you feel it caress your backside. It hits a bit different, doesn't it? Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> Let's get into these album reviews.
1: <laughs> before we do that two two shout outs i want to give one's a okay. bit closer to home than the other we'll start with the the less familiar fucking lizzo well what happened getting entertainer of the year from time magazine oh my god Wha- hey look at that fucking big things are happening
0: really fast <laughs> fucking hit, hit it with that dun, 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 dun.
1: like i I would be a little concerned that it's happening too quick Mm. i think it's all right (laughs) Let, let her have it lizzo's a big girl and that's not a fat joke she can take care of herself i think she's got sky's the limit from here she has unlimited potential and The haters picked the wrong fucking week to come after, is all I'm saying.
0: Sky's the limit, and you know that you keep on, just keep on pressing on. (laughs)
1: Everything is coming up, Lizzo. And while we're giving shoutouts, our girl Left at London, who we've had on the show twice before, and hopefully again in the near Mm -hmm. future, fucking dropped a new single produced by 100 Gex, or at least one half of 100 Gex. And it's just the teaser of the upcoming album. And I just need you. I don't want you to. I need you to. Um, maybe after you're done listening to this. Go ahead. Do yourself a flavor. Check out the single. Uh, called Six Foot. Or Six Feet. I forget. It's really fucking dope. It's really good. Okay. But with that. Um, the album reviews we have this week because and I don't know if it's because it's the holiday season and things are just a little slow, but we're mm. we're still chugging through the Patreon requests. Uh, not a lot of new albums really catching our eyes per se. Yeah. And like I've said before, if we're if we happen to overlook one. That you're like, hey, hey, guys, over here! You fucking stepped right over this
0: shit. Oh, Kendrick Lamar just Kendrick Lamar and J Cole just released the the double album. What? How'd you miss that?
1: Yeah, exactly. The 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 <laughs> legend, the heralded collabo. <laughs> uh, that is what Kofi is for, my friend. Because there's no looking back. We are full full speed ahead. So it's Kofi K O dash. F I dot com slash going off uh to request album reviews. But this is from the back uh the back catalogue. The the uh the back of the back, back in the back, back of the back. Oh my god, that reminds me, we didn't even talk about Nick Cannon.
0: Ah! <laughs> Fucking Nick Cannon, dude. Oh my god, I just wanna read this tweet that I saw from a uh, Big Ghostface. Oh yeah. it was just hilarious. So it was like and I had to screen cap it. Uh, basically it said, um, I, I just saw, uh, I, I happened to turn back to Twitter and I saw this, my big ghost face, it said, imagine you drop a diss track, then, imagine, uh, wait is it, uh, oh yeah, imagine you drop a diss track, the motherfucker you dropped it for ain't replied, but your shit is so trash that you not only have been declared the loser, but your name will be trending as RIPU, and on top of that, your name that's trending as RIPU is spelled wrong. How many possible L's, bro?
1: <laughs> it's
0: L's on top. It's L's on L's on L's on L's on L's on L's. Ah, uh, dude. And then, and then, you look. I looked. I glanced to the right, and I see R.I.P. Nick C.A.N.O.N. Oh my god, dude!
1: Oh no!
0: Oh no! I had to screen cap it. Now it's because I hadn't sad. seen that. I hadn't seen the fact that it was misspelled.
1: <laughs> I never would have even noticed. Like Drake, we're going to get a Grammy for this. We're going to be releasing them back to back till you respond. And, you know, at least in their dedication, they did release two real, real subpar. Oh, no, they did another one. <laughs> they released a second one yesterday yeah oh he
0: thought he was gonna kill him
1: no no
0: (laughs) and uh, dude didn't he have like suge knight on one of the songs trying to pull a fucking cannabis you know trying to get a a a strongman like a mike tyson you know yeah yeah. nick cannon i need you to eat 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 mcs (laughs) oh
1: fuck if this is a shoot this is pathetic if it's a work
0: it's got people talking see the only thing I think could work is and I remember when I saw the the uh, cover art for the song, it had the Wild and Out logo on there. And I was thinking, Oh, maybe he's just trying to goad Eminem into being on the Wild and Out show. That's like, what I think. Actually like I will say, like, of all the things that Nick Cannon has created in his career, like the Wild and Out show is probably like, you know, like the thing he will he should be remembered for, like his albums, you, you don't need to remember that. The, the no show he did, it, it, you don't need to go back and watch that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? The The Wild and <laughs> Out show, that's where all the funny people come on and you know have a good time. And it's like, yo, Eminem would totally demolish these motherfuckers. Like the show might be ended, like he might say something a little too horrible. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it, Nick Kent is trying to do this. Like <laughs> come on, my show, and it's like Eminem's like. I, I could end you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, you saw what happened to MGK. He is not to be trifled with, bro. Why do you keep doing this? He brings up Wild and Out, ah, like, see? way
1: more in the second one.
0: Um, mm hmm. See? He's
1: even like, uh, whilein out
0: Nikes
1: coming soon. Like, he's trying to do like. Okay.
0: This is like some masterpiece shit. He's just trying to advertise for all this shit while, it, while he can get the eyes. It's really whack. Yeah, he realizes
1: everyone's on him. He needs to fucking promote every
0: goddamn thing. He's trying to promote it before it becomes too much of a meme. Like, it's a meme now, so people are saying my name. Oh, hey, let me put the merch out. Let me put the merch out. You know what I mean? This is when his
1: aunt texts him. Hey, Nick, I saw your name was trending on Twitter. I didn't look into why. Would you mind promoting your cousin's (laughs) dance (laughs) recital? I realize, Nick, that this might be the most relevant your ass
0: will ever be. When I was listening to the first song, I did not listen to the second because I... I mean, come on. It's not worth your time at all. But there's like one part where the guy who's like, you know, first of all, whenever you hear someone dissing someone and then you hear another rapper come in, it's always immediately like, well, okay, well, you needed help. So this already like takes it down. You know what I mean?
1: Nick only does one verse on the second track too. He has a bunch
0: of help on that one. When the guy comes in, he says something about where he's like, I can't believe, you know, Eminem is beefing with Nick Cannon. Like the way he says it's just like... (laughs) It almost made me do the double take, like, uh, are you supposed to be c- calling out how dumb this is? <laughs> like, you know?
1: <laughs> this shit's ridiculous. Can y'all believe what the fuck I'm seeing? All right, you're pushing it a little too much. Dude, how many fucking candy puns do we need? Oh, my God. Eminem's fitting because your boy's a nut. (laughs) I'm putting Eminem in the bag like it's Halloween.
0: Oh, my God. Stop it. I think I texted you. I said, uh, I think uh, nobody had uh, heard each other's verses before they recorded.
1: Suge Knight is probably the only reason why that first track was trending because of the you and Pac got the same energy because you're doing shit for the people. (laughs) All right. Like, at that point, we all gotta be,
0: we know what's going on. The internet collectively just looked at each other and was like, what's he, what's he saying?
1: It's embarrassing. Please, please put out a third one. <laughs> I was gonna tell you to stop while you're ahead, but you're not ahead, so just keep him coming. trailing in the
0: dust, holding on to that thread at the back of the truck.
1: he thinks if he never stops releasing them he can't lose because yeah it's looking bad man at the end of the second one they're saying come on man you had 24 hours to respond Detroit better kick your ass out cause you's a bitch stop this motherfucker had the gall to say Uh. um we we sh- we should have what was it? Uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't care to look it up. I wish we would have lost you and kept Juice World. Like they're they're Whoa. they're dropping Juice World's name in the track. I'm Ooh. just gonna go ahead and say for clicks. Yes. And that's then bringing awful.
0: okay, that's awful.
1: And then bringing it to. A, hey, this was all fun and games. We were talking about shoes and shit. Yeah. I wish you were
0: dead. See, and, and that's what I'm saying, like, th- there's a lot of tonal problems, like, okay, yeah. even if you wanted to do, like, a diss song, and you were like, hey, Eminem, come on our show, you know, we're joking on you, like, you know, uh, look at you, you wear the track star thing still, you know, you wear the diss, and you did it, like, if they were just joking on his, like, you know, public persona, but, like, in the f- in the first song, they were already talking about, like, Haley and stuff like that, it's just yeah. like, that's the no-go zones, bro. <laughs> you don't bring family into it, bro. And especially and when, like, like, especially if you, like, want to get him on your show? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if this is supposed to be like, a, oh, come on the show today, do, like, don't fucking diss people's actual family members, dude. You know, because th- this seems like you want fucking trouble.
1: That might not be the case anymore, now that I think about it. Yeah, it's looking real bad. Um, I, I don't exactly know... What kind of smoke Nick is hoping for at
0: this point? Yeah, because he because it came off jokey when it started. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's like these little barbs where it's like, whoa, whoa, that's a little tone deaf. You know? Uh huh. No one has exactly come to Nick Cannon for uh, you know, you know, crafting a great song. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um,
1: I'm totally unfamiliar with his sh- with his shit. He had one hit single a long ass time ago, didn't he?
0: Oh, yeah, with R. Kelly. I'm a gigolo and I'm about to do it. Oh, I man. feel like a pimp because I'm about to hoe or something like
1: that. As soon as you said, with R. Kelly, I was like, oh, man, he's, <laughs> he's full of great life choices. <laughs> <laughs> this Nick Cannon is batting a thousand. Holy shit. I just remembered that. Re- do you remember the really weird video he did? It was like parodying rappers
0: yeah, that eat that watermelon, eat that watermelon, yeah. eat that watermelon, so it is good. I just and remembered that. I remember, like, how just awkward it was. Cause yeah. It was like, oh, no, I know what you're doing, but this is really bad. Because <laughs> it was him and Avion Crockett, I think. You know, oh. and, and and I think they had like they had to bring in Nas at the end, like after they had already finished the video, because <laughs> you could tell like they smash cut to him like well after this video was done. But he's like, "Yo, man, if we don't make that stop, this is what hip hop is gonna be for real." Oh my God, I forgot
1: that. Yeah, the hey everybody, we had a lot of fun joking about rap today, but it's a serious business.
0: Yeah, they knew, like, if they put that out just by itself, it would look a little bad, you know?
1: <laughs> Were you aware that they did an Eminem parody on all that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> okay, so, they got your boy, Fleminem.
0: oh, 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 oh! oh. <laughs> That's probably about the best joke they could do on a... You well, know.
1: <laughs> it's just about as thought-provoking as the name of the song, which is Without Meat. Those were all... That was
0: always oh. it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about... Oh, I, I think I remember this! <laughs> I just. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, oh, cringe mode. This reminds me of when I first started writing, like, parody songs, <laughs> and... <laughs> you know, you listen to Weird Al and you're like Okay, I want to do my own parodies But I'm going to do like, you know, parodies of like rap Like hardcore rap songs, you know So I'm going to do a parody of Gimme Some More It's going to be like Gimme Some Meat or some dumb shit like that Are, are you watching it? Wait yeah, Oh yeah. My god. <laughs> uh, Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta put in the headphones. They went all out for this shit. Oh, man. I created a sandwich because nobody wants to be hungry no more. They want me and chop them up. Well, if you want taste this, what I'll give you little bit of beef, no much of Some hot dogs, and just start my heart quicker than a shot when I get back. I'm a little of a taco when I'm not cooperating. When i eat some bacon while he's operating. As soon as I heard the first lyric, I was really like, oh, I know why this was made. I created a sandwich. <laughs> 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 oh, no.
1: That's all they had! That's all they
0: had! (laughs) Oh no, but wait, the other lyric where he says, like, you know, they want shady, I'm chopped liver. So they were just like, I created a sandwich, because nobody wants this anymore, they want this with chopped liver. (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh! You ever just listen to, like, and trust me, I haven't done this in a really long time, but, like, you're morning radio show like your wacky morning show where they try to do
0: yes yeah where
1: where they do the fucking parody songs or whatever and you can tell that they just had one lyric in mind and were like they had mm-hmm. to write the whole song around that one <laughs> joke and if they happen to, st- to stumble across any other jokes along the way that, all well and good, but we're not going to hold our breath for it because... <laughs> oh
0: my god, uh, what was uh, I remember my mom told me about One. Have you? Ever, do you remember the song called uh, One Night in Bangkok? Yes. By Murray Hedge One night in Bangkok, Bangkok in the world. <laughs> well, there was like a radio parody it was like, One Night with Regis like Regis Philbin and it was like, One Night with Regis makes me want to upchuck. I wanna vomit when he's on TV. Oh! <laughs> no, oh my god. Yeah, the internet probably would have never heard that one if I wouldn't have uh <laughs> remembered it.
1: There was a there's a radio show in New York, New Jersey, and they used to do parody songs, and they did a parody of um Sexy Back. What's in that
0: taco? Just slap some sauce on it and he... Yeah! Take it to the bridge! To start off, I want to send this very special thank you to, uh, uh, Andrew Outwater for requesting this album. Uh, how do you say it? Uh... And it's time for a review of the new Harunemuri album, uh, Haruto Siora. I hope I said that right. Harunemuri's Harunemuri's Haruto Siora. Yeah, that's as close as I can get. Because <laughs> I want to play, I, I want to pay as much respect as I can to, you know, an artist from, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, another side of the pond than, than we are. You know, because th- th- that is a bit of uh, an issue with this album, that it's all in uh, a language that we don't speak. Uh, we got some international flavor this week yeah, on both you know. albums.
1: Yeah. Oh, that is true. That is true. who could have planned that out. Um, it, I, who could have planned how fucking different these albums are? <laughs> that's a really good point too. Uh, I gotta say, I'm really surprised. We've been taking album requests for probably th- four years now. I want to say, and we've never had a J-pop album, which is which this is technically categorized as. But none of the songs really <laughs> strike me as J-pop.
0: Yeah, as someone who, like, you know, I I mean, I listen to all types of music, so, you know, that's the type of shit I listen to, too. And yeah. also, fucking animes. You're, you're gonna hear some incredible oh, J-pop music if yeah. you're listening to anime. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. they, they, it's gotta be awesome, because you gotta hear it every fucking episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, last so, year, I listened to some K-pop
1: and J-pop, and most of it was, yes, very... A lot of it sounded like it could be theme songs to fucking animes. They're full of energy. There's a lot of just, like... You know, the harmonies are there. They're in your face. They're Mm. very intense. Um, Super fucking catchy. This album, though, it's mostly rock with some hip-hop elements mixed in. Like light
0: rapping, you know? Yeah, and it comes in waves. The big thing that I do want to give it credit for is that, yeah, it is going for that more... Uh, Because I remember reading that, like, apparently this album was getting a lot more love in America. And, like, you know, Japanese fans weren't digging it as much. And I think it's probably because it has a very more Americanized sound to it with the rapping and the rock. And, like, the way her voice, like, doesn't sound like a lot of, you know, J-pop song sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're Uh, right.
1: She's very subdued.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, And whenever she does, like, crazy stuff, it's not like... It's not going through harmonies and stuff like that. It's more just like her, like... You know, there's, there's one track in particular was like rock and roll... It, it, ah, crap, I can't even say it. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like... It's like rocking your fucking face off and going really hard where it's just like... La, 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 la. Yeah, she's and, just straight uh, up
1: yelling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, it's a cool energy that it's like... I don't hear anyone with this type of energy purely because we don't have, like, artists with these types of voices over here. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, on that front, I do want to be like, yo, this is actually cool. And I would want people to listen to it. But for my personal money, I'm not sure if it's something that I'm into as much. And, again, I say this as someone who does, like, listen to, like, J-pop and stuff like that. And, like, and even, like, you know, The Rock and, you know, I... I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, but uh I actually like when I was in college I was like um I actually like studied uh Chinese pop music. You and have then, course, mentioned you know, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it got me into like, you know, Japanese pop and you know the different subgenres and how they're like censored and things like that. You Fucking know. city pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had talked about that. Love that, that shit. So, so, you know, it's not like I'm not, like, you know, uh, acquainted with, with the general, you know, styles it, of... It's not foreign to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, not necessarily. Yeah. But, uh, it's like, even then, like, I don't find myself into this as much because the energy that she puts into the song is hard for me to interpret into any sort of emotion. I think that's mm. what it is. Okay. And, like, yeah, I think this is my big issue. And it's like... And, like, I just want to say my limitations as a critic. Like, I don't know what she's saying, so... And after the first song, there are no English words. And I I don't feel like the musicality really helps you as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's definitely interesting things going on. I especially love the interludes that uh, will go in between tracks and will, like, transition the music into, like, the next track and stuff like that. Like, I loved stuff like that. Um, but I just feel like, you know, just, like, listening to the album, I was like, there was one person in particular, I think he was a Korean rapper, and I didn't understand anything that he was saying, but it was, like, the way the musicality was working and the way, like, the emotion in his voice was going, like, I still enjoyed the track, you know what I mean? And... My issue with this is that there are a lot of songs where I'm just like, I really just don't know how to feel. And so I'm just kind of left just kind of listening. And it's like, you know, and the, the more faster and hyper she goes, the more, like, I don't want to say like it feels gimmicky or whatever. But I feel like the reason why it caught on to an American audience more is because it has that more manic sound that, may like, and I don't want to just like, oh, maybe if you heard what she was saying, it might not sound like great. But it was just like, it didn't feel like there's a lot for me. Beyond that, as someone who also has heard music that, like, you know, uh, Japanese artists that do the, like, really quick time, you know what I'm saying, uh, spring, uh, uh, uh what, what's the word, spring steamer, you know, type of rap singing thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I haven't heard stuff like that, too, but it's just like, this in particular is just not catching me that much, I just have to say.
1: I gotta agree with you to an extent. Um, I enjoyed it, but... You know, there's definitely the language barrier that makes it difficult um, to really get the full experience. Uh, Genius was only able to help so much because even then, I don't think all the translations were fully accurate. And even then, some of them were a bit awkward. So they might have just done a straight like Google Translate and you're never going to get the context and the actual meaning there. What I was able to grasp... Uh, not reading into this album hardly at all. So if I'm wrong or if I'm missing something obvious, please let us know in the comments. I mean, if you if if you're a fan and you're familiar with this album, if you requested this album, if you're the person that requested this album, and you want to give us more insight on this, um, we would we, we would definitely welcome that because I would like to know. Yeah, like, uh, more
0: context on, yeah, yeah. I would what's love the some more info like, about Japanese this. Japanese right now, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, there was a few themes I noticed popping up on the album, and just piecing two and two together, if I had to assume uh, this album kind of feels like a concept album and might be dealing with the loss of a friend, Uh, there's a few tracks that mention... Uh, death, mention uh, like um, just like the world dying. There's some tracks that mention like out in space. Uh, Rock and Roll, uh, the the last track. Um, That was my favorite track, obviously. I think that might be the one that kind of cements it because it's like rock and roll won't die and it's almost like your memory won't die and I think that's why it was so Mm. expressive. Because there's a song on there, another really great one, Um, the sixth track. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to uh, pronounce
0: half of these. Um, Lost Planet is the parentheses title.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I must have skipped one, the one after that one. Uh, oh,
0: oh, okay. I agree with
1: you. Yeah, I, I, I didn't count the interludes in, in, in my counting, I guess. Um, you know,
0: honestly, like, I, I enjoyed them so much. I, I usually put N.A. for the interludes, but, like, they worked so well. I was like, all right, you know, this is actually kind of cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I liked how the interludes worked. They definitely had a purpose, especially uh, ZZZ Part 2, the beat, which I really liked on that one, had different
0: synths. Um, Yeah, I I honestly really enjoyed what was happening in the instrumentation in the uh, interludes. Like, especially the one where it was like playing with the static, like the sound of static. That was so fucking cool. That was a good one. And for all of the ones with the best beats, I kept waiting to be like, ooh, I'll enjoy the shit out of this track. And it was like, oh, that was just the interlude. And I, I think that's what it is. Whenever it's like a foreign artist and you can't really hear what they're saying, like, if there's so much going on in the music that you're like, you're still able to engage in the emotion. I think that's how it really works, right? For for me, anyway. Like, I can't understand what you're saying, but, uh, you know, if I listen to I Like It by Cardi B, two-thirds of that song I don't understand, but I'm still jamming along with it, you know what I mean? Because it's like, the, the energy of what's going on, you can still feel it, you know? The
1: second interlude, especially, had such a cool sound and such a cool beat that when I was looking at it and I saw that it was just, like, an interlude, I was a bit bummed, because I was like, oh, man, right? I, I wish this was, like, a full song. And then when <laughs> it carried into the next song, uh, 19, yeah! and it was that beat, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fucking dope. All right. I'm here for this. Um, but the song I was talking about specifically, which um, I just typed it into Google Translate, and it translated to lagging back the world? I'm not sure... Uh, That song specifically had themes of things are pretty shitty, but you're alive. You know, despite all the shit that life throws in your way, you're alive and that's all that matters. And that comes up on a good bit of the tracks lyric wise. The other ones uh, were a little bit more abstract, which might just be due to poor
0: translation. The very first track is the only one in English uh, directly just called Make More Noise of You. And, it, 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 like, okay, so track one, like, this is a very, I I don't know how you feel about it, but just kind of a neutral phrase, like, relatively right? I mean, now that you've said the, it's about a friend specifically, I can put the piece together of, oh, hey, I'm making noise, you know, for you. This is in dedication of you. But, like, you know, just hearing that on its own, I was just like make like is this about love is she angry you know what i mean like it was kind of hard to grasp really where she was emotionally
1: there's that but, and there's another track later which is but, the, but se- again, the second one. That, the second one that has a uh, distortion just repeated like a lot at the end remember uh
0: distortion distortion oh distortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah see and, and uh, this, this is another issue it's like i feel like Okay, even if I don't understand what's happening, I've, I've had this happen before where it's like, I don't necessarily understand, you know, even with a, a like a more abstract album or an album in another language, I may not necessarily know what's going on, but when I like look at the song titles, I can be like, oh, that song reminds me of this, and that's why I like that song. That stuck out to me. Like, remember the Mountain Goats uh, uh, last week, when it was like, I don't, I can't remember what the song is, I can't remember what the songs are, because the song titles are all, like, Bible quotes, so, like, you know, it's all, it just jumbles together and which is which, but when, as soon as I, like, start hearing, you know, a certain song, I'm like, oh, that lyric pops out of my head, because that emotion comes to me. You know what I'm saying? And with this album, it that didn't particularly happen. And so, like, and I hate to diss it because, like you said, like, you just gave me a little nugget of what it's about and, like, oh, that already illuminated, like, the first track for me. So I'm like, man, if I knew what she was talking about, this probably would be a lot better for me. But I I just got to say, like, to be honest, you know what I mean? As a critic, like, I'm just not, it's not pulling me in because it's like, I don't know what she's saying, and it doesn't feel like there's enough engaging musicality for me to, like, interpret the emotion in my own way that allows me to enjoy it. You know what I mean?
1: My favorite cuts on the album were the Lagging Back the World track I mentioned before, uh, 19, and the final track. I thought those were the strongest. Even as, like, a J-Rock-type album... Uh, some of the tracks I thought had really strong instrumentals, very cool driving rock beats. Uh, not all of them though. Um, some of them definitely fell a bit short compared to the other ones. I thought the weakest cuts. Uh, well, actually, no. I thought the first track was the weakest cut. Make um, yeah, more noise of you. Yeah. Maybe because there's so much pressure on the opening track that you expect it to be way more. Uh, Attention-grabbing, so when that one really wasn't, I was like, mm, "All right, but it's not bad." Uh, I don't know who I'd recommend it to precisely. I ended up giving it a three. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Yeah, heading over to our second album review, we got Immortal Techniques, The Martyr, requested by your dear friend and ours, Mick Swagberger, back on the show. Hey. I was a little worried coming in, <laughs> just a little bit, because... A little trepidation. Yeah, and, and I'll specifically, uh, I'll spell out why. Uh, back in the day, when I was just starting to get into hip-hop, Mortal Technique was one of the first people I kind of gravitated to. I kind of had a more elitist outlook, which I think a lot of people have of you weren't listening to no jaw rule right (laughs) no man if i'm gonna listen to hip-hop the lyrics have to mean something (laughs) man he's gotta be saying some real shit man (laughs) not that radio rap man this is hip-hop like there's a fucking difference i don't
0: like enjoying myself with modes of uh media The only music I like is the music that makes me angry. Exactly. I better be thinking about horrible things going on in the world. It better be opening up my third eye, man. Or else you're not a real musician. Uh. So,
1: <laughs> I, was, I was preparing myself for a fair amount of cringe. Not precisely <laughs> due to Immortal Technique himself. You know what you're in for with Immortal Technique. It was more or less... I guess the delivery and the execution. The beats weren't always the, the most memorable worked, either. Yeah,
0: that that's usually the... Like, I remember uh, hearing his first album, you know, uh, 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 Revolutionary Mixtape, like, Volume 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the very first track, I remember just being like, Wow, these lyrics are absolutely incredible. This beat is awful. <laughs> just a little... Boom, 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 boom. It's like a fucking something Wyclef would produce for cannabis, you know? It's just like, come on, this is nothing. (laughs) But because Immortal uh,
1: Revolutionary Volume 1, Volume 2 I don't know if they were exactly mixtapes, or if they got like official label releases because what we got here is a mixtape that never got a formal, physical release, and because of that they had some fun with the sampling.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I, I think your boy, uh, your boy got to shine because of it. <laughs> there, there were definitely some tracks on here
1: that the, the samples they used, they worked so
0: well. <laughs> the way it hits you the first time, it's just, like, it's just, I think it just overwhelmed me with just how perfect it was.
1: <laughs> the tracks I'm talking about in particular... And they're all really lumped together. Uh the ABBA sample on Rich Man's World. Oh that money 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 sample was Son fucking tight. Emma. Then the fucking Um <laughs> the Eye in the Sky oh my God. Incredible, Incredible. <laughs> Fucking Alan Parsons project and I love it. And then the goddamn
0: Goonies theme on Goonies Never Die. Wow! I have never watched the Goonies movies at all. Me either. I I was (laughs) still fucking rocking. Yeah, exactly. That's how fucking good it
1: was. Fuck the goddamn outdated Goonies. (laughs) I'm listening to this Immortal Technique album from 2011.
0: Yeah, I don't know who the fuck One-Eyed Jack is, but I'm fucking (laughs) rocking with this shit. (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter. It's irrelevant. Exactly. Oh my God. Dude, just when you think, oh, it, you know, this Immortal Techniques being a little too serious. <laughs> Look,
1: him, Suave Seva, and Diabolic both having fun. Uh, With
0: the pirate references and the goonie references. F- fucking Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew, step aside. <laughs> Dude, this shit blew it out of the fucking water. When you hear the fucking flutes and shit come in, and you're just like listening, like, oh, we're really fucking swashbuckling on the goddamn seven seas. Yeah. This isn't a fucking joke. Like,
1: <laughs> it's weird how on an album where I wouldn't ever associate immortal technique with like fun
0: right you know there he he, he can switch it up on you you know (laughs) well let me tell you the song i was thinking about fucking black vikings yeah jesus christ you can fucking hear the army fighting in the background
1: that beat beat was so fucking intense
0: holy god this is the type of shit that makes me want to fucking crash your goddamn car This shit is so. Like, I can't fucking explain it. It's like, uh, you remember that, um, what was that? Hermie, uh, the, uh, um, the dude Ka and the DJ who did that, uh. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, the Golden Fleece song and, the, uh, uh, at, oh. Atlas and the, uh. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I don't remember it's, what It's the... right on the tip of my tongue. Orpheus and the Sirens. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It sounded on that level. But, dude. Somehow, even more epic. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, you can hear the truth. And then I love how it ended, where it like cut off real quick, and you just said like, "Start to the castle." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Let's fucking go."
1: <laughs> the way the Goonies Never Die track ends throughout the throughout the song, again adding to just how unexpected. This, unorthodox. <laughs> unorthodox this is for Mortal Technique. He's telling like a bedtime story to this little kid, mm-hmm. and throughout the thing, he, the, the the kid's are like, "So and so said you were in a gang when you were younger," and he's like, "Nah, we weren't really in a gang. We just you know spray painted some stuff." And then at the end of the at the end of the song, the kid's like, "So and so says you had a lot of money," and he's like, "I've got a lot of money," and he and the kid's like can I have some money? And he's like, no, I ain't giving you any money. (laughs) Like, they have this cute little back and forth, and it's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I never would have expected this on an Immortal Technique album, but this shit is, like, actually really cute and fun. He does whatever
0: the fuck he wants, man.
1: (laughs) But then you got Civil War. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, oh.
0: (laughs) Okay, so
1: let me just fucking... (laughs) break it down. Let me just give you the rundown. You got your boy Immortal Technique, of course. You Mm. got Killer Mike. You got the fucking chorus by none other than Chuck D. Dude. and then you got the last verse by Brother Ali, which I didn't think was the
0: strongest Oh, verse. I fucking loved it. I haven't heard, I barely hear any Brother Ali. So when he came out of nowhere, I was like, oh shit. Brother... <laughs> like, all the politically conscious underground rappers from the 2000s. Brother Unite. Ali, he, he was
1: doing this weird, like, half rap, half singing delivery that yeah, see, I didn't that, care for. A...
0: Yeah, that's his flow. Have you ever heard the, uh, uh, welcome to the United Snakes, land of the free, home of the slave? Have you ever heard that, Jordan? I don't think I have. I, I honestly yeah. haven't
1: really went out of my way to listen to much Brother Ali.
0: I think because it's slower, it, it would probably work better, you know, to, to the typical person's ears. I think, like, this track is faster, and so it demands, like, it, it might be harder to listen to the average person. But I was, I, I was here for it. And then just the fact that it goes right into fucking Mark of the Beast, where you have even more fucking incredible goddamn verses. Like those two back to back was just like, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because I was looking at the lineup and I was thinking, man, this is kind of what I wish uh, Prophets of Rage. Mm. W- was more like, and then I was like, mm-hmm. you know, come to think of it, I wish uh, Zach De La Rocca was doing this last verse instead of Brother Ali. And right <laughs> as I was thinking that, Brother <laughs> Ali mentioned, he like references Rage Against the Machine in the lyrics. And I was like, he's just reading my mind now, I guess. <laughs> this is what this is going to be. Yeah, Mark of the Beast has uh, Beast 1333. Who is just full of interesting in rhymes, which I thought was so fucking dope. This
0: album is absolutely incredible. I'm just going to come out and fucking say it. Um, The very first track... We're, or, or, well, after the intro called "Burn This," where he's like, oh, "Everyone yeah. who hears this album, it's your fucking duty to burn this and send it to you know another motherfucker." You know,
1: I, I gotta say, I kind of, I kind of rolled my eyes at that. Well, because I mean, I mean you know, 2011, to everyone, you know, you know, like, <laughs> all right. But, you don't want to be that guy rolling up to your friends with fucking CDRs <laughs> of the Immortal Technique album. You gotta <laughs> listen to this, man. This guy's talking the truth. All right. But, but see,
0: see, if the album was whack, if the album was whack, that's true. See, you know what I mean? He heard it. <laughs> and as someone who listens to Immortal Technique and has listened to like the first two albums and this one, like honestly, this would be the entry into Immortal Technique. This is the best like, one. Yeah, yeah. Cause the the instrumental, like the music, is fucking full and lush. The lyricism is incredible. The features are just fucking jaw dropping. Like, holy shit! It's just track after track. Like, I was just looking through this. I was like. I I was saying earlier, like, oh yeah, um, those two back to back, but then I saw right underneath that one was the fucking, um, the goddamn, uh, 300 song, fucking Black Vikings, I was like, wait, no, that's my favorite fucking track, (laughs) so it's just like, I'm, you know what I mean, you know when you, uh, listen to an album, and you're like, oh, I'm only gonna listen to my favorite songs, and then you're like, wait, haven't skipped anything yet, (laughs) you know, so, like, I was just fucking... Oh, my fucking God. Uh, what are the lyrics from uh, The Martyr? The point of guerrilla war is not to succeed. It's always been just to make the enemy bleed, depriving the soldiers of the, of the peace of mind they need. And he said, uh... The only way a guerrilla war can ever be over is when the occupation can't afford more soldiers until they have to draft the last of you into the service and you refuse because you don't see the purpose. The only way to counter the insurgents that are well equipped is to paint the people fighting for freedom as terrorists. Then they find a faction looking for foreign investment, install them in power and murder any objections. It's just like... Whoa! The way he just fucking, like, see, here is how the bullshit goes. You know, like, he just fucking lays it all out like a fucking map, just showing you all the intricacies of, like, you know, modern fucked up politics, you know what I mean? The second verse is more about the government assassinations,
1: giving specific examples of different rebels, revolutionaries, and the governments that had them assassinated. It It was like, okay. Yeah, he's painting a very specific picture. I got... Man,
0: Angels and Demons is straight garbage, though. Okay, see, (laughs) that. I feel like that one is a sort of like. If you're along for the ride, you'll enjoy that one. Because it is so, that is the most, wait, 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 that is the most tech nine this album gets, you know, with the, like, the way too over the top uh, uh, person singing on the hook, you know what I mean? Oh, that
1: fucking chorus ruins it. (laughs) Oh my God. I see angels,
0: And angels, it's real.
1: Real. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Shut (laughs) up! Oh, come on! (laughs) Look, like, text verse is the only good thing about this track. The guest (laughs) verse is no. The chorus is so goddamn obnoxious. (laughs) If it wasn't for that cut, this album would be really... Would be, like, the strong recommendation... Still wouldn't Mm. be able to give it a five, but that fucking song, Mm. that early in the album, really hurt it. (laughs) Uh, After that, I would say the... Fucking Rich Man's World? Jesus. I I would say, besides that one, the other songs that are kind of, to me, were Mm. uh, Toast to the Dead, Not the Strongest,
0: Natural Beauty, mm, Beauty, there were there were some awkward lyrics on it but yeah
1: I, I, it's like i, get I enjoyed it. what it
0: was, what he's referring to in general is the you know the general stigma of like women you know especially black women feeling they have to lighten their skin and how that's a, an issue with you know what i'm saying like and so on that racial aspect i feel that but yeah yeah you know there is that typical you know uh, uh conscious rapper thing of like listen women this is what you need to do eh. you know <laughs> uh, mark of the beast
1: text verse was only kinda alright. Like I, I like I thought Beast uh one three 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 was the strongest verse on that track. And the yeah. other ones didn't really hit that same uh the same bar, but I really thought the fucking chorus, the samples, the beat in general man, I, I can't say enough about how good the beasts on this album were. They're really surprising. Yeah, really, really was not expecting uh, such good production and the the really well fitting and uh, very appropriate, even like you wouldn't expect an ABBA sample to really work on this.
0: Uh, there's one sample later of I think it's like an '80s song. I think like Runaway Run by
1: Bon something. Jovi on Young. Okay, Lord. yeah, yeah. The, okay. Yes. And oh my God, fucking Joel Ortiz. Pumpkinhead, and C.F.? Who's C.F.? Strong verses from everybody. Fucking. Same with Black Vikings. We didn't even mention fucking Styles P. and Vinnie Paz. The
0: way they, like, put in, you know, their political commentary with their punchlines. Yeah. It's such a, like, brilliant way of doing, uh. like, conscious rap. Like, oh, shit, you know? If you fucking got flows
1: and the clever punchlines, that's great. If you're, a, if you're one of these rappers who's just doing the conscious shit, and you're talking about all the political stuff and all the fucked up things in the world, that's great. If you can do both, (laughs) get you a rapper who can do both! Hey! (laughs) I could have done without the almost eight minute long
0: spoken Word oh, no. track. No, 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 no. I got to disagree with you on it. I got to say the name, no, my brother. I think that fucking tied it all together. You think? Yes. I fucking loved it because it was just like laying out all like, you know, it's like this is how our country does this. This is how we let, you know, te- technocratic billionaires, you know, rule over our political systems. And all that. I love that he laid it all out. Could have been a little shorter. But, <laughs> the and you know, the speech could have been delivered a little, you know, quicker, but I think it w- he was trying to go specifically for that, like, you know, the presidential, uh, going for that presidential uh, uh, speech thing, because there was one yeah. part where there was like, there was a corny line in there, it was like, you know, we need to move forward, not move, something. it was something like that, but it was like, it kind of felt like, but that was, that's what a speech writer for a president would put in to be like, this is the line you quote, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that, Absolutely. Like, that, so it was like, I was getting the aesthetic of what was happening, especially when you have, like, the wind whipping in the background. So it's like, all right, he's obviously supposed to be, like, outside giving this, yeah. you know, intense speech, you know what I mean? So, like, I appreciated especially how the, the, the album had set it up and then you have this epic part and then, you know, he gets shot at the end because, of course, that's how it happens.
1: If A, it was shorter, and B, would have actually been worked into, like, lyrics to a song instead of just a really belaboring... Uh, spoken word cut that I think I would have appreciated it more like, he's been able to prove that he has no problem spitting some real shit in these in these songs, he's done it this whole album, and then it's just, oh yeah, here's all the other things I really couldn't think of how to work it into, <laughs> a, <laughs> song exactly? into a song exactly <laughs> yeah, he- here's all the other stuff I wanted to
0: say, it was like alright, okay, it-, it was just a bit much, I, I feel what you're saying uh, I want to quote rich man's world one percent fucking these these goddamn lyrics just fucking bring the goddamn house down. Uh, so he's, he's basically playing as, you know, a 1% dude who's got all the fucking money. <laughs> yeah. And owns, like, basically, one of those people at the top at point zero zero one percent that you never see, you never hear the name of, you know. Yeah. And he says, uh, activist, act a bitch, get mad at me because of my tax-free charity. 80% to the staff and company, and 20% to the homeless and hungry. Just like, ooh! <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then, uh, this, this other lyric, uh, why y'all struggling to pay taxes? I'm getting my money the fastest. Memos and faxes, shredded up documents, slush funds through the corrupt continents, but they don't want me indicted because they don't want my dirty laundry aired when I fight it. Like, ooh, It's like, all y'all motherfuckers are indicted in this shit, too, so don't even fucking think of coming from my shit. Like, holy fucking shit. Like, I've always said, it's like, you know, all these rappers talk about like, yo, man, I got my ice, I got my chain. It's like, no, the biggest fucking baller is the guy who's the fucking zeros point Zero zero one percent who's like sitting on top of a goddamn country and what the fuck are you gonna do about it you yeah. know and like just hearing the way he rapped this like yep that's exactly what they would say but they don't need to say it because you know yeah. you don't gotta flex nuts when you got them <laughs> like there was one part where he's like i'm getting fucking i'm getting my fucking dick sucked by Miss america i pay that bitch to leave i don't pay her to stay like oh my fucking yeah. god it was so goddamn intense <laughs> and sign of the times
1: it incorporates Authentic Sioux tribal chants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In between the verses, uh, they open the track on Genius. It even specifically says uh, it's not a sample. They recorded it for the album and they actually got actual members of the Sioux tribe to record the chants and the singing. It's 100% authentic. And it's like, wow, okay, like. That, I thought, that was a stronger outro of the album for me than the spoken word. The spe- cut. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, that couldn't have been the end, yeah.
1: Like, I thought, I mean, I, I think if you were to end the album with Tech getting assassinated, like, that seems kind of fitting. But <laughs> the way the, you end with something that like that's more powerful that than visceral, yeah. than just some guy ranting essentially
0: when i heard the native american dude i was thinking of fucking frank wong I uh, remember the dude yeah. who interviewed the Native American rapper. Uh-huh. And he was talking about uh, uh, treaties. I think there was a song called Treaties. And he was talking about like, oh, you know, yeah. uh Oh, uh, yeah. I, I remember not caring for the song as much, but, like, the intro where it's like, uh, you know, like, America has violated 243 treaties between Native, Amer- Native peoples and, you know, their country. And it's like, and there's fucking... That's just the way it fucking is. There's nothing you can do about it. And when fucking Immortal Technique brought it up on... Uh, it was either in the song or the speech where he said something like, the only thing we've proven... Uh, with this country is that if some new foreign people want to uh, come over and take over our shit and in a hundred years they can say you people that have lived here don't deserve your land because we set up this precedent that we're gonna treat the native people like shit you know what I mean yeah. like I loved that fucking tie in that was fucking visceral intense the way he brings things together. so it's like this is a political album most definitely but the way he makes you understand every intricate point is just phenomenal so like me personally I give it a glow I I give it a glittering five out of five. Like, I fucking love this goddamn album.
1: Even a four isn't going to be enough for a lot of people. I would, I would end up still giving it a four out of five. Thank you very much for checking us out this week. Thank you so, so much for listening to us. If this happens to be your first time checking out our show, all of our old episodes are on Spotify. Do yourself a flavor. Follow us on Spotify. That way, you will not miss a new episode, and you can catch up on all the old episodes you might have missed. We've been doing this shit for a while now. It's just occurred to me that, you know, when November next year rolls around, we will have been doing this show through the entire, I'm just gonna say, Trump presidency. You know, at (laughs) at least that four years it's been a while we've been at this a while is all i'm trying to say and uh if there's an album you want to hear us talk about check us out on ko-fi that is com slash going off right we've been getting to, a lot of love oh my gosh that black friday sale we mentioned it we mentioned it last week it really it built up that queue in a big big way and we got all types of different stuff to uh So keep your eyes and ears open for those coming down the road. Uh, It's a one-time fifty dollars pledge for the donation. By the way, if you have an album you would like to hear us talk about, while you're at it, uh, making sure you are following us on YouTube because we're posting videos and content on a regular basis on both of our channels. Uh, If you're happen to be watching us on YouTube, all the links are on your screen right now. If you're listening to us on Spotify or SoundCloud. Uh, All the links are provided in the description to our Patreons, our YouTubes, our Twitters, and our individual Kofis, as well as our uh, unified joint Kofi for the album reviews. But until next week for the Going Off podcast, just want to thank you so, so much for showing us love and sticking with us. Until next week, I'm Muse.
0: And I'm Rap Critic, and Immortal Technique started an orphanage for Afghani kids. It's just an interesting fact. Is you know, not everything has to be funny. Oh my God! Uh-huh. Chalupas are such a delicious snack. Uh-huh.
1: I like to buy and eat them by the sack. Uh-huh. But.